0: Hello dear listeners, it is I, once again, DJ Starsage, coming to you from the Lady Demora, where it is a early Saturday afternoon. I'm leaving the chateau, heading into town, and going to do some errands. Sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, maybe a snack... You're in store for the next edition of Surely You Jest, the day to day life of a modern day jester. So, how are you? And what have you been up to? It is a brisk Saturday, as I mentioned. Just a few degrees below freezing. Despite, uh, that varmint not long ago promising us it was going to be in early spring, <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, I don't participate in gambling. Well, at least I try not to. I mean, our choices that we make on a daily basis, aren't they somewhat of a gamble? <laughs> you know, you get dressed, you... You leave your your door and hope you turned off all the lights and didn't leave the iron plugged in or the coffee maker on. Although, in this day and age, those things should uh, turn themselves off after they've been left on for any amount of time. But, hey, you know what? That all depends on if you have good wiring. <laughs> and do you really trust something that was done by somebody else? Hmm... I digress, or do I? (laughs) With that being said, uh, today's going to be a little reflective, if you will. Go figure, this is a personal journal in case you didn't know. So, from time to time, I will uh, think back on some choices that I might have made, or some choices that I'm facing, and, well, of course... I'm just a stone's throw from my mid-century, so it's bound to happen. (laughs) Not long ago, a few months back perhaps, Mama Billy gave her own two cents and basically suggested that uh, me coloring my hair, which for those of you who... Don't follow me on Instagram at DJ Starsage. Or actually, there's no at on Instagram. I guess it's just DJ Starsage. Not long ago, well, actually, probably a year ago, I decided to hell with natural hair color. <laughs> I've been apparently covering up the gray that was creeping in for a long time because, well, you know, let's face it, I was an uncle at 11 and by the time i was 30 that uh sandy blonde was becoming uh, a little more platinum by way of the the gray in between the the highlights so this close to my mid century i have decided let's be fun let's be youthful Embrace the legacy of your generation, DJ. We are the ones that, when we retire, ah, we are not going to go out quietly. So, I am, uh, you know, one of the, uh, spectrum. <laughs> the, uh, I'm, I'm somewhere in the, Avenue, the neighborhood of Blue, and uh, well, Mama Billy thought perhaps that my coloring my hair was the result of a midlife crisis, and well, being my mother-in-law, she should know. Oh, but um, is that a Rodney Dangerfield joke or just chauvinist? I try not to be, but hey. Uh, I, I do have the right chromosomes to be predisposed to that, so... Um, <laughs> but no, I said, Mother, you should know better. It wasn't my hair that was the midlife crisis, it was my nose piercing. Ah, maybe I've got that reversed. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, <laughs> anyways, so we make plenty of choices in our daily lives and they affect the outcome of things around it the the ripple effect they call it or maybe it's the butterfly effect if you're heavy into the psychiatry or psychology of uh, time travel and alternate realities where I'm going with this is this close to 50, I can't help but think about possibilities of opportunities, of times when I went left, when I could have gone right. Now, at this juncture, really, it's becoming more about accepting my choices. Not necessarily that I made the best choices for the best outcome, although if you're one who, uh, you know, is in need of believing you did the right thing, perhaps that's the best, but it's more about how did I get here, you know, what choices got me to this point, point? and uh, perhaps maybe it's just time to stop having regrets. Because uh, you can't go back, you, you can't uh, hop in the TARDIS or, you know, put your key in the machine or get some plutonium and change your course. It's all about how did we get here and too bad if it turned out the way it did. You need to make the best of things. But at the same time, you, you, you realize that some of the choices that you have made, some of your life experiences, are what made you the person that you are. After three years of college, well, two, but uh, three different schools, I decided, you know, way back then in my early 20s, that it wasn't in my best interest to continue going to school if all it was doing was racking up bills. At that time I was in a relationship with an older gentleman and I took it upon myself to seize the opportunity and I came out of the closet and uh, moved across country. You know, I had never lived away from home. My sister Betty had married at 17 and followed her high school sweetheart to California. And uh, they were, of course, they were married by the time that happened, but she still, you know, uh, hitched up her courage and decided, I'm going to follow my heart. That's not any small feat, so... In my own way, I just followed the example. Now, okay, sure, it did result in an absence, a separation. Uh, You know, whenever you you move away from family under duress, uh, because I, I really didn't feel in that day and age, in the late 90s, that... The, the rural and conservative area of western New York State that I lived in, I didn't feel that it was very accepting of my lifestyle. And there was no possibility in the near future at the time for me to have a legally recognized relationship. I mean, we had not even had a non-white person in the White House so thank you President Obama and yes I did vote for him both times in fact when I lived in Colorado I am kicking myself because I could have been at the Democratic National Convention when he was announced as the nominee I was working that night and the commuter train that ferried <laughs> me home was packed to the gills with people going to and from downtown denver and at that point in time i really did not have the wherewithal to to get involved i guess so bringing things back forward that absence from my home state Drove a wedge between my father and I. He was not an unkind man. the The uh, coming out process didn't really strain our relationship. I think that more so, I took it upon myself to put distance between us because I didn't anticipate acceptance in hindsight, I realized that my mother probably had a more difficult time about things because she was more religious and, well, religion had played a role in hardship during my father's youth. His parents divorced when he was in junior high and, uh, being the accepting organization that they are, the Catholic Church provided no assistance when my grandparents decided to divorce. In those day, in that day and age, there was not, uh, you know, a uh, a child welfare office for the state. And lo and behold, it come to find out. It's uh, due in part to my dad's aunt being a nun that my uncles were eventually able to find good homes. Like the little lost puppies they were. Alright folks, just going to take a pause and I'll be back with you. So yes, there's just a, a certain irony in that although the church wouldn't directly have any involvement in my father's home life, <laughs> the uh, good intentions, the kind-heartedness of a family member who just so happened to be a nun were, uh, in essence, uh, part of the saving grace of my father's generation. And I've, I've learned that uh, the people who are the children of those who lived through the Depression, those are Called the Silent Generation, they're the ones who followed because they were not the the Baby Boomers themselves. They were that that Lost Generation. That uh, well, they're called Silent because they uh, they didn't make waves. They just uh, you know tried to blend in and overcome the anxiety of. Uh, all that crap that probably got handed on to them about the depression. (laughs) But anyway, so... Choices, making us who we are. Deciding to live away from my family caused me to miss out on some of the last days of my father's life. Now, it is entirely possible that if things had gone differently i could have be could have been the sort that applied themselves in school maybe did well with grades and who knows maybe i might have even gone to college in state where i could have stayed nearby but you know it's possible if i did well enough i might have had the opportunity to go elsewhere anyways. So, you know, it, it, it's not really good to uh, have regrets, they say. I am who I am. You know, I'm the, the sum of my choices. Here we are. This is how we got here. But uh, coming back to my home state after following my heart... I literally sat next to somebody who was a hiring manager for a company at the time that was of interest to me. Now, they were not, uh, you know, in my neighborhood, but they were sort of nearby enough that I could have taken advantage of an opportunity if I was staying there. So, quite literally, I was on the plane to come back for my father's funeral and I was seated next to somebody who was a hiring manager that would have given me a job on the spot I tell you, folks it's, it's like uh, you know standing on the edge of the fault line <laughs> when uh, you know all hell breaks loose Uh, you you, you make your choice you either uh, take a step back or you you blindly leap forward and uh, I can't say that I've uh, taken a lot of those blind leap forwards or at least I've tried to balance the ones that are informed versus you know seat of the pants and uh, that to still trip. Place true today. I mean just a year ago I took a leap of faith but it was sort of well informed. I stayed in my industry when I left the candy shop for the Brand Barn. Uh, in fact the Brand Barn existed when we bought our house some almost 12 years ago. And despite that, I, for another, I don't know, eight, nine years, continued working for the candy shop and making a drive. But that's because circumstances, opportunities, right place at the right time. The Brand Barn had become involved with an acquisition. A company acquired them. And the business expanded. So, while they started off as another company, they became involved in a patchwork quilt of sorts, and it provided yours truly with an opportunity to work a stone's throw from home. And I've mentioned it before, I feel very fortunate to be where I am today, because, again... We are the sum of all of our choices and trading the candy shop for the brand barn allowed me to take all of my experience to an organization that perhaps due to sheer numbers meaning the candy shop was a much larger company but where you have a smaller audience it's it's kind of easier to get more recognized. In other words, I would rather be a big fish in a small pond than the other way around. You get, you get more attention, you're more easily noticed, and perhaps more appreciated. So, again, choices being what they are, I made a decision last year after I was only a few months into my job with the Brand Barn that I felt it necessary to get some medical help, to get a little push, if you will. Through some difficult times while at the candy shop, I had a a practice run, if you will, with some uh, anxiety and depression medication because I was a union employee and we were going through a difficult time in those years because the company didn't want to renew our contract and then they were okay with renewing it before a shorter term and then, of course, well, (laughs) after I left the candy shop they let everyone in my old department go six months later, so you know, where there's smoke, there's fire and I've said it before so where am I going with this? Well I guess maybe I'm going to take a step up from the, the getting help because I've, I've been back on the wagon now for You know, a year or so, and I am firmly appreciating the sense of ownership that I'm able to take over my uh, stressors. I'm able to make informed decisions, if you will, and uh, you know, for example, like at home. everyone everyone who's in a relationship who has a spouse that means well and maybe they're able to make good on their promises if they are fortunate enough that they are in good health and uh, have time and resources. But maybe, you know, uh, maybe you're not fortunate enough that you're both in good health. And I've made some decisions in the past year Uh, that have allowed me to get out of that backseat to stop being the one who is told we're going to do this I'm going to do this and I have to wait until my other half has time to get to it because I'm able-bodied there is no earthly reason why I can't accomplish these things instead of waiting forever for them to happen. And, okay, sure, maybe I did do them because I was tired of waiting From And then, of course, I got uh, a little bit of criticism, you know. Oh, you shouldn't have done that because you smudged the Mona Lisa's makeup, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's better to have tried and be sorry than to have just sat in the back seat When the plane came to a crash and burn situation, I mean, I would rather die waiting for the emergency response people to dig me out of the Burning Hulk than to just (laughs) disappear into the ether knowing that I didn't try at all. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, in this past year, I've, uh, I've attributed some, or contributed some efforts that just simply resulted in me buying things, you know, helpful things like shelving, ooh, you know, now we've got vertical storage, I can get it up and off of the floor, and I can walk around like a normal human being! Because, you know, as we get older, we certainly don't get more graceful. I mean, I've been missing my, um you know, a ballroom dancing classes. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm a little out of practice. Uh, so, I, I'm going to look into seeing a therapist. Because at my almost mid-century, I feel like the the, the anxiety and depression is surely being partly addressed by having gas in the tank if you will, but I need some driving lessons I need to know if I'm doing all that I can to manage my stress and sometimes just having somebody else to talk to about it who maybe isn't (laughs) directly involved could be a, a big help I mean Some of you are probably fortunate enough that you have had your parents into your adulthood. I lost my father at 22, and I lost my mother just before I turned 40. So, I I feel like I'm missing some opportunities to have adult discussions with people who've been there before and could perhaps provide some informed uh, not consent but advice and uh, i think that's going to have to take the form of a, a, a mental health professional now let's not get carried away here folks um you know, yours truly is not printing their own money, so I am not going to be uh, making them my bestie, and we're not going to be going to lunch regularly if you catch my drift. Unfortunately, uh, in uh, this great country of ours, of uh, America, we have not yet prioritized people's mental health to the point where it's as important as their physical health. Because you only get to see a therapist if you can afford to pay for it. And oftentimes it's out of pocket. Um, This is not meant as a dig, if you will, on uh, the underprivileged. But if you're somebody who is perhaps either disabled or underprivileged, maybe you can't work uh, due to any number of factors, the government has budgeted... budgeted, has allotted funds for your care because, I don't know, maybe they consider it uh, a avoidable situation if we provide for the less fortunate whereas somebody who's actually working, paying their taxes and voting they should be able to afford these things right! (laughs) And and come to find out while uh, I, I have taken advantage of these opportunities in the past when I was with my ex Uh, And by the way, this is something called Employee Assistance Folks, EAP, the Employee Assistance Program. If you're a full-time employee, most employers out there have thrown a a few coins in the fountain to make sure that they have a warning when their employees are about to crack. And uh, they provide minimal services to uh, help you get your head above water. And most people who take advantage of it will do so for monetary reasons, or perhaps maybe the loss of a loved one. But uh, it's there for everyone, and I am actually very glad to see that they have upped the ante since the pandemic from three appointments to five. Now, I mean take it where you can get it, but, uh, I mean, maybe that's another penny in the fountain? I, I shudder to think what the more civilized nations of the world provide for their working population, but, uh, you know, as I say, more about that to come later. (laughs) It's all about choices, and, No regrets and making the most of your opportunities, folks. Speaking of opportunities, if you drop by com on Friday, March 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern, you can participate in the next live show. We are on YouTube if you care to check out our video. Mr. Toppy Smelly and I will be discussing a 1964 film starring Mr. James Garner, who was uh, the dear old loving dad on the 80s Christmas Story film. I'm sorry, that was James McGavin. Um, Anyways, strike that, reverse it. James Garner in a 1964 film... Uh, about a man who is held captive behind enemy lines and is made to believe that the war had ended. So stop by and uh, participate in the discussion. Our chat room is on Discord. That's that little blue icon that looks like a game controller or a, a, a costuming mask. And, uh, you know, maybe see if you could watch that, uh, ahead of the show and we could talk about it. All right, folks, you can send me a post on X, otherwise known as Twitter, at DJStarsage. You can email me, DJStarsage at gmail.com. And that is all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye.